Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the television, not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, cause here comes the frosted side. With the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Linquist. Saturday morning, it's a magical ride. So hop on board with the frosted side. Dave M, Dave L, watch the Saturday shows and give you useful facts that only Morrison knows. Oh, you on a guest, review a cartoon and a sugary cereal. Grab a spoon, don't touch that channel. Grab some chow, the frosted side. It begins now. Hello and welcome to the Roaring Twenties. Happy New Year, everyone. It's Dave Morrison. Hopefully you guys had a wonderful holiday. Pardon me if I sound like Barbara Walters. I'm fighting off the man cold. Funny how Barbara Walters hosted a show back in the day called 2020. I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. And I hope that Dave Lindquist isn't listening to this right now. Anyway, he's got his hands full with baby Lucy, so he knows what it's like to have the deadly man flu or baby flu. Lots of things happened to us in 2019, which explains the absence of new shows. Dave Lindquist, as you guys know, is a new dad. I switched careers. I'm now working at a museum. Don't even touch that Grandma Moses painting. Of course, I had a near appendectomy, as some of you might know. Don't worry, my appendix is fine. Dot, dot, dot. For now, but now that things have seemed to have quieted down, let's get right into it. A brand new episode of The Frosted Side. This was a special episode that Dave Linquist and I wanted to do for a while. The cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue from 1990. Premise is simple. It's all your favorite cartoon characters, most of them anyway, teaming up to stop a young man from picking up that devil's lettuce. Winnie the Pooh, Slimer, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Bugs Bunny, Garfield, Alf, they're all there. We also brought back our fave and yours, the very funny actor and comedian Kevin Harrington, to help us review this very special episode. So don't touch that dial, grab a seat, and don't pick at the marshmallows, because here comes the frosted side with the Daves, Dave L., and myself, Dave Morrison. Take it away, George Barr. Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue is the powerful story of a teenager dealing with drug and alcohol abuse. Some of your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. And make the right decision. Stay away from drugs and alcohol. Oh, 
down the thief, Garfield? Hey, going through life with a blue lampshade is work enough. Wake me when the lasagna comes. Let me rephrase that. Do you want to help, or do you want to be lunch? My luck to be stuck on a dresser with a pushy alien. to be of service. But where's Alvin? Alvin! Busy! There's someone who needs your help! What? Another autograph hound? Come on! Hey! Wait a minute! Put me down! Steady, my little snaps! Steady! Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm not late for breakfast. Am I? Oh, Pooh. It's perfectly obvious we're trying to wake Cory up, but we're not trying hard enough. Come on down there. You're not pushing. Think, think, think. Perhaps if we wake up Kermit, Kermit will wake up Cory. Sheesh. I hate when that happens. Hey everybody, welcome to the Frosted Side. Dave, it's been a while. Way too long. You're doing daddy duty, and I'm doing near appendectomy duty. Oh god, yeah, we have a, a recording scheduled and that kind of... Uh, yeah. I had a roommate my, my appendectomy. Really? Yeah, I had my roommate removed. Oh, we know how that played out. And yeah, uh, yeah to our listeners Especially out on there, Facebook. That, uh, that familiar third voice is uh, our first returning guest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ke Kevin Harrington, everybody. Welcome back, Kev. You can always Thank count on Kev. Yeah, count on you, good Kev. To be home. Or good to be back. I love this, I love this podcast. I'm, uh, I'm happy we got around to this because I think we mentioned this special during our last recording. If not, it's definitely come up at least a couple times on air. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, We've been teasing it for a long yeah. time, and well, here we are, folks. Oh, can you hear me? There we go. Yeah, oh, right. I see. I see my levels. Right. Yeah, we've been teasing it for some time, but here it is. Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. It's a smorgasbord of all your favorite cartoon icons. This was, I feel like this was the Avengers Assemble. <laughs> yes. This is the Avengers yeah. before Avengers was yeah. a thing. Everyone talks about MC Universe. I was like, mm, no, 1990 no. did it, man. No, yeah, exactly. All cartoon All-Stars are like, hold my beer. This hold is a beer. hold my yeah. beer moment. Well, yeah, and literally hold my beer because I don't want to drink it because I'm above the influence. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so I guess to those out there who are unfamiliar with this special, this, I, I mean, special really is the word here. This is like, and I, I was the perfect age for this special. It aired in 1990, so we're talking like nine years old or so. It's, uh, it's an anti-drug special featuring basically every TV, Saturday morning TV cartoon character at the time, practically. Winnie the Pooh, the Smurfs, Alf, Garfield, Slimer. Uh, even your Disney afternoon characters, you have the nephews on there. Huey, That's Dewey, right. and Louie. Um, oh God, there's more I'm thinking. The Muppet Babies show up on there. Yes, they do. Uh, the Smurfs are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else are we here? I'm pulling out the real Ghostbusters. Uh, oh, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck are there. Mm. Garfield, Evan and the Chipmunks. This is, yeah. Yeah, wow. it, it's, it's, like a, it's like the Wu-Tang <laughs> special. 
We got like 30 people on this track. Well, it is for the children. It is for the children. <laughs> that's why it's perfect. So do you guys remember this from the time? Or? Kevin? Um, part of my crunches. As you can tell, we're totally getting into our Saturday morning pitness. Mm. Tons of snacks set up on the table. Chips, salsa, soda, um, cereal forthcoming. Uh, I do remember this. When we were talking about this, I was like, it didn't, it, it didn't, I couldn't remember exactly what we were, you know, this cartoon. I was like, the all-star went up. And I was confusing it with, like, they always did those after-school special episodes in the 80s. It's like, you know, this is trailing off in the 90s where it's like a very special episode of Punky Brewster or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, deal with, like, illiteracy. Hmm. But, like... As soon as I fired this up, I was like, oh my god, I do remember watching this. It was like a big hype deal. And I think they played it a couple of times on Saturdays. Because it's like, this is before, you know, it's so weird to think about. We can, we can put everything on YouTube and we can just call it up. But it's like, you would watch an, a show. Because not everybody had a VCR to record something and watch it again. Mm. I think they did this maybe seasonally. Like every couple of years be like, oh yeah, mm. kids are going back to school. Better remind them that drugs and alcohol are bad. And <laughs> if they do that, they'll go to a psycho circus. Right. Well, I watched it vaguely remembering it. I didn't understand what drugs were till about a year or so later till I started watching Saturday morning and seeing all those anti-drug PSAs, the Partnership for Drug-Free America. We were talking a little off air not to go too far off subject, but we were showing uh, the 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 ad where the older brother is trying to search his younger brother's room for money for crack cocaine and starts tackling him. Yeah, that, and the that, kid seems okay with getting scary. his ass kicked by his older brother. That I I feel like that that whole commercial is like super commercial. Excuse me, public. It's not advertising bully brother like the that that PSA. I remember that, like, really affected me. I'm like, Jesus, that is... It scared the living shit out of me. And all I thought growing up as a kid was drugs are bad, and people who do drugs are bad people. That was the message. That's what all I... That's that's what I took away from it growing up. But now that I'm older, yeah. So, like, whether we'd seen this special, every network aired this. It was ABC, NBC... CBS, Fox. USA, Fox. Some did of they, the did they air them at the same time? Yes, yeah, they did. Yeah, just come into yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, so wild that they did that. Good. And they didn't do like one at 7 a.m. on NBC, but they were like, all right, we're all in this together. <laughs> so so I don't remember that, but uh, my local uh, VHS like video rental place mm-hmm. always had a copy of the VHS for this. And it was the one thing in the store that was available for free. Oh, that's cool. like pro, like getting see, the message out there or whatever. See, we joke about it, but I, I love that. Yeah. I love that this is something like, I'm sure all these companies either made good money off it or they got a huge tax break. But it's one of those things where all of these brands could do something collaborative. And we joke about it. And I do think it is, you know, kids kids are stupid. <laughs> you know, kids are impressionable. And they're and supposed to fuck like up. like this is actually pretty helpful for kids. Yeah. And I love that this stuff is all made and made as accessible as they could. And I don't think it's something you'd see now. You, you like a collaboration yeah. well, along the lines of this or like. Roger well, stand Rabbit, up to like... cancer. That's on every network. Oh yeah, that's true. Is it? Stand up to cancer is on every network every year. Oh, that's good. That, uh, 
I, I guess I'm thinking more along the lines from like an IP perspective, like mm. having all the different like cartoon characters. Oh, that's true. Yeah, interact with each other and all that. Like, right. Exactly. Like, I feel but, like you don't see those. I don't know if you call it a crossover or whatever, but like, or, like I wouldn't even call it a crossover. I would call it a call to action. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's true. Like the Avengers reference. Well, it kind of is, man. It's like the Avengers assemble against drugs and yeah, alcohol. Yeah, a common purpose. The Thanos of the 80s or 90s at this point. Straight up police. 90, I'd, say 90, I'd say 80s really goes into like 92. 91. Terminator 2 is the bookend of when the 80s dies. <laughs> Pretty much. The George sit- and Barbara Bush. Yeah, sitting, sitting, sitting down in the fireside chat mm-hmm. with the Bushes. Mm-hmm. Which is like so wild. We we were talking a, a little bit off air, and uh, you know the three of us were you know v- very young at this time, and I was saying like mm. G- George Bush Senior felt like m- more He's than your grandfather, like yeah, America's grandfather at the time, and yeah, e- even more so Barbara with her uh, you know Quaker oatmeal guy looks. <laughs> yeah, totally. I never noticed that until yeah, just it's, now. It's spot yeah, on, almost I'm telling you. you almost, picture the two of them like she would turn over and just pull out a tray of brownies and set yeah, it down yeah, and be exactly. like oh you're here here's some brownies i made you know they just like very grandfatherly grandma uh like mm-hmm. vibe so uh should we get into like sort of plot here so i, I mean it's a fairly simple plot it really is yeah just say no yeah. yeah, that's it. That's all you need to take away from this, kids. But Being original. on the PSA that we were talking about that, like, traumatized us about Big Brother stealing from our piggy bank to go feed Well, I'm crack. sorry. I didn't mean to do that. No. Well, it, yeah. We'll see later tonight when I, when I wake up with the night terrors. But that's... Pardon me as I burp into this microphone. Oh, of course. Oh, you're but, fine. But, I mean, that's really... That's the impetus for this whole episode. Yeah. You come in, and it's like cartoons are alerted because piggy bank has been stolen and i'm like i love i love that this this kid has the most sophisticated security system the smurfs the smurfs that are who are are in a book who are in a book they're an interdimensional cross reality security alarm and there's a there's a and you mentioned winnie the pooh exists and so winnie the pooh is not coming from a book or from the show but winnie the pooh is a stuffed animal that comes to life right right and Garfield is a cat, uh, Lamp, who, oh, yeah. who, thanks to Alf's magic of ripping the lampshade oh. out of his butt, he becomes real. Oh, well, Alf was about to eat Garfield. I just love that. <laughs> Put Garfield in his place. So, okay, this is mildly off topic, but Go for is, it. is this a precursor to Toy Story? Oh my I God. was thinking like the every, same thing. Like, this is so genius. I'm like, how, what executive had been trying to get to, Toy Story made? For years, and then it's like, let me just try. Oh, I know how I can get money for a project. We're gonna tell people not to do drugs, and then it's like, great, here's millions of dollars. And then it was probably like, this is what I want to do, Pixar. This is totally, this is absolutely yeah. the prototype to Toy Story. It's, it's not that far off. Um, oh, anyway, point out Kermit the Frog, uh, Muppet Baby Kermit the Frog has the alarm clock. <laughs> yes, and uh, I think the, the chipmunks were. We're from a chipmunk's record, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, so, which is cool because it's almost like it's highlighting all of the media that we yeah. associated them with. Because yeah. it's like the chipmunks, they were like, were they in the 50s? 60s. Early 60s. Yeah, early 60s. 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Which, which I think originated just as the no- novelty of like speeding up some audio yeah, sounds like funny. Whoever <laughs> like, came up with that is like, God bless them. They made millions off of, oh yeah, this sounds silly. Oh, here's. Um, Ross. 
Bargadoshian. I, I can't read the Armenian names, but I, I mean, I'm still impressed you had that. One. Yeah, you had that. I remember seeing that in the credits. I was like, Braga Bargadoshian. I was like, wow. Yep. Yeah. I remember, yeah, no, because he, he played the manager, David. He also did all the voices of yeah, 19, Simon, uh, Theodore, and Alvin. Here it is, yeah. 19, yeah, Russ Bagdasarian, senior. Yeah, novelty record in 1958. Ah. 1958, jeez. Was it the witch doctor? I'm looking. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ee, ooh. Uh, I think so, yeah. Mm. Oh, all right, we want to get into it. So we got a, a, an ensemble voice cast. Of course, we have... Oh, yeah. Uh, the character Michael, we want to set it up for the people. There's this young girl, she's sleeping in bed, and her older brother, Michael, uh, did we ever get the young girl's name? Uh, Corey. 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 And she's, she's a Which, young girl. Is that a reference to a young Corey Feldman? No. Oh, kind of precocious. No, the Corey's. Mm, no. Corey yeah, Haim, no too. No, Poor Corey No Haim. relation. Yeah, this is a Corey-less voice cast. So, <laughs> so Corey, the young girl, she's sleeping, and she's got... Winnie the Pooh sleeping without any pants, which is not disturbing at all. Yeah. She's got Kermit yeah. the Frog. We talking about that, our first thing opens with a pantsless bear getting out of a child, a, a little girl's bed, and he's there to protect. Put some pants on that bear. It's been, what, 80 years? I mean, I think that's a common cartoon trope. Who, uh, who, uh, Donald Duck, no pants? Yeah, so and we all know that ducks are no problematic. <laughs> ducks are problematic. Put some pants on Donald Duck. Mm. And uh, her older brother, Michael, right? Yep. He comes in, and he steals money, and she's literally what's going on, and all the cartoon friends uh, tell her that she they needs to go to her room and uh, her brother's room. cartoon friends assemble? Assemble, that's true. <laughs> Call to action. Call to action. And yeah, I think I think even Kermit or somebody leads the charge and they start to assemble. So that's clearly the Captain America this they, bunch. They go to Michael's room and they find Michael um, with a box of what looks to be marijuana. So my, my probably my favorite moment in this special is how they come to figure out that it's marijuana because the, smoke the, the smart <laughs> well, the the smartest of all the cartoon characters Simon from the Chipmunks yes. yeah. gives this very clinical like but all the other characters are clueless so my question is like when has Simon been exposed to drugs that the other chipmunks have not? Or, like, what book was he reading where he's like, this is definitely marijuana. I yeah. hate to break it to the rest of you. <laughs> well, like, I, think the, I think the chipmunks exper experimented early on in the 50s with jazz. Mm. So he was probably like, ah, oh, yes, marijuana, a.k.a. the jazz cigarette. I'm quite familiar no with No wonder it. Dave would always uh, yell at Alvin. Dave would frequently need to listen to this jazz music after spending moments with us. <laughs> and uh, we, an ensemble voice cast, of course, Michael, the protagonist, was played by none other, none other than Jason Marsden. Voiced by Jason Marsden, of course, you remember him best, folks listening, as the the boyfriend of DJ Tanner on Full House in the final season. Nelson, not Nelson. Steve Hale, but D uh, Nelson, the rich kid the that rich kid. always the kept getting re uh, rejected or friend zone, if you want to go there. And he was also on Step by Step as jt uh lambert's friend uh, rich wasn't he uh show i loved that came and went like nothing uh eerie indiana he was on I, that I, yep was, was a, he, a oh my he, god he eerie indiana uh, dash dash yep. x or something the weird oh, i think the kid right. has white hair or something show, yeah. shows up god and, that show was so good yeah. what the hell happened yeah. yeah i i've tried to track that one down can't find any decent clips of it and the dvds are like 130 bucks i bet so. you i bet you somebody that has probably this special edition and is probably best friends with the entire cast can read 
Ken Reed. Oh, if anybody has it, Ken, if you're listening, Ken, Ken, if you're listening. So ensemble voice cast. I keep mentioning that, of course, Jason Marsden and Jim Cummings as the voice of Winnie the Pooh was always the voice of Pooh going back a long time. Lorenzo was from the old movies, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, No, he took over for Hal Smith. Yep. And uh, Lorenzo Music, the the late great voice of Garfield the Cat. That's what uh, I was and, I was saying off was my Peter. Yeah, we yeah, said yeah. earlier Peter Bankman yeah, from the real Ghostbusters. He was Peter Bankman, despite Slimer being there. Yeah. I was really hoping the two of them with, with the same. Yeah, voice it would have been like a Flintstones meet, Flintstones meet the Jetsons moment. And for... he was uh, he was uh, Larry from Vince and Larry the Crash Chess Dummies. You would see in oh, those wow. Ad Council oh, public right. service announcements. Yeah, that's real. Which also became a cartoon right about this time. Right? Absolutely. And they had the action figures. I had the action figure growing up. Which is kind of like... (laughs) And I throw them out. It's my own stupidity. Where our toys are just like, oh yeah, what, what are their powers? Oh, they explode. They fall apart. They fall apart. And you put them back together, kids. It's one of the, um, and who, who, Don Messick was, uh, he did the, I think he was, uh, was he Daffy Duck or Bugs Bunny? I should know that off the top of my head. Uh, He's do. Papa Smurf in this. He's Papa yep. Smurf in this one, okay. And, and, and then if you're playing the Frosted Side drinking game, because I think he's come up in all but one episode maybe, mm. uh, playing Slimer, Hefty Smurf, and, Smurf, and Baby Kermit, yeah. uh, Frank oh Welker. God. Frank Welker is Frank Welker everything. is in just about everything. Make, makes dog noises everything. We've brought him up a million times on this. He's like, the Kevin Bacon the, of cartoons. The most prolific. Like <laughs> it, not even that. Like he's like even one more. degree or or in everything. Not yeah, even not even gym. not even removed Four. from everything. But uh, I recognized the voice of the villain early in this and couldn't place it. Couldn't place it. Yeah, Dave, me too. You just pointed out. And Dave pointed out it's none other than George C. Scott. Yep. Academy Smoke. Award winner. Patton? I don't know. I don't see him as a villain in this one. I see him as kind of a cool guy to chill with. <laughs> yeah. Smoke he's, that jazzy he's, cigarette he's, with. He's, uh, he's uh, addiction meets peer pressure, kind of anthropomorphized yeah. into like, a cloud of smoke. Yeah, I also <laughs> love that he's, a, he's like a, a cowardly asshole. It's like, oh, the cops oh, are coming. Cops are I'm going to abandon you. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is he just a... <laughs> what are you, chicken? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he just disappears and leaves the kid. And it's like, oh. Uh-oh, right cops away, are coming. Addiction leaves you when, you, when, when the tables turn. Uh, so one thing I really wanted to touch on with you guys on this was... Uh, for a special like this, you'd expect like either mm. no music or multiple musical numbers and the entire thing being a musical. But there's one song kind of like jammed into this like oh here's a musical number out of nowhere it was the uh wonderful way to say no oh that was so cringeworthy i was listening and i'm it it makes my skin bad it really play a baseball game no i literally just cringed (laughs) when i heard this and i normally am pretty tough when it comes to watching things that are cringeworthy I almost had to turn it off because it just... So, so what I was shocked by is the team that did it... And I don't know why. Steve Tyrell. No, it's the uh, Alan Menken and uh, Howard Ashman made it, the guys behind the... Uh, yep. Basically, the music of the Disney Renaissance, those first two sure. or three. The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid, Beauty and oh, the Beast, wow. I think Aladdin, Aladdin. And then one of the two of them, but, I think, died of AIDS around then. Otherwise, I think you're right. Kind of like but, kept going, but like they were like... 
these like masters of making like Musicals. great music from there, and this song was just well. Ooh, sometimes ooh. you got to get the the shit out before you can yeah. get to the gold. So maybe that's what it was like. You know, they're like, ooh. But like, it, it didn't sound like the music from those kind of things yeah. either. This must have just been like, guys, we need you to churn something out in about uh-huh. like, forty-five minutes. Yeah, the cartoon's going it has on. Has to air. have just say no and it ready no. to go. Steve, uh, okay, I'll see what I can do. Uh, but you want this when? Uh, you know, forty-five minutes. Uh, what? I think Steve Tyrell, who did a lot of the TNBC shows later on in the '90s, he played keyboards and he oh, was really? a ghostwriter. Yeah, he's credited. And um, he was behind the the Heights, that short-lived TV series on Fox with Jamie Walters. Had that hit. How oh, do you talk show, to the angel? How do you talk angel? to an angel? Yep, that was him. So he did the he play keyboard. Star, baby. <laughs> so uh, so he's broken the piggy bank open and is like, there must be almost twenty dollars in here. Like we're really <laughs> yeah. excited about like his little sister's change and yeah. uh, she she walks in what can you get with twenty dollars you can get um back in well, 1990 you know like i can't imagine and he's got it and they were hanging outside the arcade and they've got smoke kicking it with them and uh oh, we also find he's stolen a couple of the father's beers and the mother's yeah, like, like don't worry oh you, you must pro- have just drank those last night <laughs> watching <laughs> football like, i love the enabling like, happening this is some sign that the dad's probably got a problem yeah too, right? exactly like, it's like you probably oh, yeah. just forgot you drank those last I drank night drank those last night when i was watching the football game well and a good thing mom coming in to cover it up it's just like Ah, oh, this is where it begins, the covering up of the substance abuse problem. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, husband. The enabler. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I do like to get blackout drunk on a Thursday. <laughs> and throw the beer at the TV every time the Patriots fumble. <laughs> yeah, like heading out to have like a, a like a drug picnic. Like he's got some weed, he's got some of his, his dad got some or crack rocks beers that he's stolen, and some delicious crack rocks. They're, 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 they're smoking a J, and they're like, yeah, that's okay, but you should really step up. We should get some crack. And I love that the woman, the girl that's proposing this is like never going to be the person that would go smoke crack. She's like walked right, right off of Rodeo Drive. I'm like, who the, who the fuck are these narcs? Like, I, I think that's also a like picture of the time. Like right around 90 or so, that was, that was the drug that was in the news and being you know, blamed as, as villainous yeah. for everything. Dangerous mm-hmm. crack cocaine. Not yeah. like safe and uh, you know, responsible cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly a... Uh... Lock up the people that produce yeah. the, the crack and uh, not even lay a finger on those in Hollywood and Rodeo Drive. We need the cartoon Avengers to assemble Ew. and take on, like... Do some good against, you know, the epidemic now before it's too late. Oh, we can show them in the schools and the kids would laugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Kids are so jaded they're desensitized to this kind of stuff. I'm sure some yeah, of the schools... It's like we joke about it. It's like, oh, that's crazy. Kids won't do cocaine or crack. And it's just like, well, everybody's doing heroin now. Maybe we could have, like, you know... They, they have Chris Heron from the Heron Project, who used to be a... Uh, standout college star from New Bedford, Massachusetts, and he played with the Celtics, I think, for a couple of years, and then in Europe, and then he had a major addiction, and then he got clean, now he goes to schools everywhere, and I think that's the thing that they do now. I don't know if they still do D.A.R.E., but I don't know about you guys, I never had D.A.R.E. in the school that I went to, and I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah, my school system didn't either. D.A.R.E. seems a little problematic. Like, my friends, I moved when it started... (laughs) 
It started in the school I left after I moved, and it ended in the school that I went to. Hmm. So I was, <laughs> I just, I've got a perfect, well, I never had dare. I don't know. This is bad. But my, my issue with that is some of the things, the problems with that program seemed a little sketchy. Like, like I think there's something, I think there's some, simple, simple is often better. Just say no. Don't do drugs, kids. Um, but when it's my friends that did do dare, they're like, yeah, there seemed to be some like sketchy stuff about like reporting on people. Like there oh, could, there could be a better way. Like we know now as adults, like these are addictions, these are problems. There's a way to get people help that actually helps them. Yeah. And then there's a way with unfortunately, like if some not all, but police are telling you to do this, it's like, well, it's against the law. And then you're like, you've helped, but have you also like fuck things up i i feel it's like, like if somebody gets arrested yeah. and that comes home and it's like is something bad gonna yeah. happen to the kid and really the, i mean this special almost kind of goes in the, that direction a yeah bit. that's you what see, i really liked where it yeah, talks about see, they're like Co- Corey, the daughter's torn over like whether they tell her parents or not He's yes like, and i think is the outcome like my brother's gonna hate me or yeah like, it's and gonna i harm you know we joke about this when i'm watching this i was like i actually feel like they're they got their messaging right in this and they did something really interesting like we were talking about you know, it's comical when they talk about you'll do drugs and then you'll die or it'll ruin you. Uh, and and I think they even said it's like, yeah, sure, you'll feel good for a little while, but then you'll want more and you'll do more and it will harm you. And I'm like, that's actually very accurate. Yeah, yeah it and is. And also, you're going to harm the people that love you and around you. And I was like, that's really responsible. Well, He's stealing from his little sister. And it's like, I feel like that's a good message that's sending home. It's like, you're taking from other people and other people are are hurt and like are covering up for it anyway we joke like oh maybe you drank it was like oh yeah maybe i did drink that yeah and then it's like oh he gets away with it for a while but then it's like he starts to turn away when he realizes oh shit this is like gonna hurt these people close to me like my little sister it's like well i just want things back to while they were and it's Mm. like oh it can't go back to it it's like well maybe if i did this i'll understand why he does that and we'll be friends again and it's like Oh shit! Yeah. Like, <clears throat> and I, I, you know, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say that in these these times of ours, we have shows like Intervention. I don't, I, I don't know if it, they have any new episodes on A and E, but Intervention and then I think Addiction on TLC, where they show the downside of heroin, which I, I, I honestly think they should have kicked off with that instead of doing the the, the silly, you know, scared straight bullshit that they they oh, yeah, pulled like in the eighties and straight shit that they tried to throw on us doesn't really work. And but things like this where you're like, you're you're being honest. You're like, yeah. Here, here are the repercussions. The repercussions will be there. Like you won't die, or maybe you get away okay for a while, but then it's still like, yeah. I, I like the whole. So like as the plot advances here, uh, we have some of the cartoon characters showing the brother Michael like these ramifications, as Kevin was getting at, and yeah. we get. I think it's the Muppet Babies. He's he's being brought up to these funhouse mirrors. Yeah, and he's like, I look okay. And the the message is, well, sometimes when you're you know using drugs, you'll think you're okay, but you're yeah. not actually okay. Yeah. And then they show him like the distorted vision of like what he would what he is actually like, either inside. Yeah, the, like, it's almost like a little like, Dorian wow, Gray. Is, yeah. like, oh, I look fine, but you're not. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, right, you're in a state where you can't even see it. Although I do find it hilarious because right before that, when he gets like whisked away to the funhouse, 
I think Alf of all people brings him there. It's like yes, oh, it is Alf. Yeah, <laughs> Alf gonna set you straight. A guy that's a space alien that eats cats. That does. That clearly was not cooked up by somebody that was in the fever dream of heroin. Or mm-hmm. who was it? Uh, Jerry, was Jerry Stahl that created Alf? Oh God, the, the, the God I don't know. Fusco, I think is the guy's yeah. name. But, but who, whatever, yeah. like you have something that is like a walking drug delusion telling yeah. you don't do drugs. But I love that the message that's right before that, he falls into a sewer, and who comes to him? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, but it's Michelangelo. <laughs> the the most likely the poster child of hey bro, wanna go blaze and do fucking Get a pizza. Like, that guy is like constantly up oh, for that's pizza. A great point. And he and he is the biggest yeah. dope head. I'm like Hey, what's up, man? Uh, every one of my brothers and I were raised here in New York City, but I sound like I'm from Cali because I really love ganja. I, you know, like. Uh, oh god! And it's Slimer's in this Slimer. Yeah. I can see Slimer and Michelangelo get along pretty well. Yeah, right. Yeah, they both are just st- st- perpetually stoned, ba- baked and snacking, baked and baked. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'd say something, but my mouth's full of skittles. <laughs> Uh, As we sit here gorging like Slimers yeah, ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so just just overall takeaways on this. Like, this is like I I revisit this maybe once every like five six years. It'll be like, oh, I remember that like weird crossover thing that's never going to happen again. Let me yeah, go, like it see should, if it though. holds up. And it's not. It's. Like, you'd think going back and looking at, like, an anti-drug thing like this with a bunch of, like, cartoon characters and all these corporate forces behind it. Like, let's not, like, forget, like, I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but the money behind this, uh, McDonald's and... Yeah. And uh, I think Chuck E. Cheese were, like... Really? Look at how many bar fights Chuck E. Cheese has started since they added alcohol to their menu. And McDonald's... Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> back up. I've yeah. never heard of any of those. You can get alcohol at Chuck E. Cheese? Yes, they, ha- they have alcohol now if well, you're 21. for my birthday. <laughs> so, so, guys, <laughs> what, what are you doing when we're done recording? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yeah, think right. like we should go make fun of a robotic bear uh, and get day drunk. Uh, mm-hmm. Day drunk and win some games. Because uh, those kids have weak arms. We can throw... We can throw strikes right into that ski ball machine. We will mm. break that shit. Like so, so we've watched <laughs> and gone and revisited a lot of cartoons, and like, honestly, a lot of it doesn't have that much rewatchability, and especially stuff with ham-fisted messages. But like this, I can rewatch. Like this yeah. was well done. This was it well was done. well done. I feel like they did a good job with the message, and that like that's what I was like you said. I was expecting to be like. Roll my eyes and be right. like, "Let's make fun everybody of this. that does drugs is a monster and bad." And they're like, "No, we're doing this from like middle America," and it's like, it, "It's the effect that your lies—that's like the root of it. Your I'm lies have and your to watch again are hurting people. Drugs are the thing that you're doing, but it's your lies, and it's like that." And I was like, "Wow, that's really, that's really cool." And I know it seems might seem cheesy, but I really like what they kept doing. Like in their song, they're always saying like. You matter. We love you. Yeah. You're loved. And I think I was like, "Holy shit!" That is like the root of a lot of substance abuse problems. Is like somebody feels so far gone that they don't feel like yeah. they, they feel Correct. broken, or there's no coming back, and there's yeah. no coming back. And that's the cool thing because it's like, hey, hey, yeah, this you're still like they're not giving up on this person. I, and I'm like, that's a really empowering thing that like help people. And don't give up on them and like reinforce that they're a person because we understand this, you know, as adults or, or even, you know, 
years later after this, it's like there's drug abuse and, and substance abuse is a very complicated thing that it really is a disease, whether it be something that's mentally affecting the person or physical like dependence that, you know, I just like that fact that they reinforce a, an actual positive message. Yeah. And though there are some silly and ridiculous things, like the, the heart of it is really, oh, this happens because somebody's neglected, somebody's not paying attention, and they like you know when when you're caught up in that you're you're it, it becomes a vicious cycle and you know I do think it's ridiculous to say marijuana is a gateway drug I think the gateway is trauma trauma you know like somebody is sad or you know there's nobody checking up on them and then like the way you you confront that is like reach out and like don't <laughs> give up on these people well it also is hereditary especially with addiction but getting back to the special i wanted to uh, know that the, when michael's running from the cops and uh, he, and you have uh, smoke he just disappears you mentioned that kevin yeah, i think yeah, and which is great it's kind of like it's telegraphing right at the beginning and you almost see him like ready to be sh- like oh I- shit i'm not going to do this again and he's like, he's already, he's already. It shows you what like, type of friends you have when you're surrounded by drug users. It, it was, it was George a good C. message. Scott doesn't have your back when the chips are down, man. No, George C. Scott's <laughs> looking out for George C. Scott. Yeah, just like Patton, he's all about. That's right. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, I think the peer pressure message is a big thing, and something we got like. A hammer than dust, I feel like a lot yes. in our youth. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it's still out there. I'm not consuming, you know, media meant for kids now, but like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a real thing. That is absolutely <laughs> a real thing. I also do kind of like that the peer pressure is like the United Benetton. Like, he has a very diverse oh, yeah. friend game. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A little bit of everyone. A little bit of everybody. Some like a little jock. bit of every drug. Yeah, a little bit of every drug. Uh, somebody's a jock. Somebody is, you know, the, the fashion queen. It's like, Everybody does drugs. Yeah. It's almost like the visual is already adding to the peer pressure. Okay. It's like everybody around you. I do like that the, the girl steals his money and runs off. It's like, oh, I'll go get us crack. Yeah. Here, oh, Bye. you've got money in your wallet. I'll go get it. And he's like, wait. And it's like literally, mm. hey, remember how you stole money from your sister? Mm. And now your asshole friend is stealing mm. money from you for crack. Just the, <laughs> the police coming. I I felt kind of bad for Michael. I find I got a little nervous. I don't know about you guys, but when the cops were coming and he ran into a wall and then Smoke's like, "Gotta go." Yeah, I I kind of cringed a little bit. Like, oh, I don't want this but, kid uh, to it get. It's like Mr. Marsden didn't have to worry too much because I feel like we all knew he immediately just like, "I'll never do it again." Yeah, yeah. I was like, middle class white kid yeah. card. It's my first time. <laughs> really, he did yeah. do that. He yeah, did do that. But it's good that we they went a step further and been like. You know, showing somebody getting a little and, more caught up, and you knew that it was go- it wasn't going to be a cop. Although I I, I wasn't sure because I had never really seen it in full. But once we saw who it was, and I was kind of hoping it was going to be a cop, but I was hoping it would be a cartoon cop. <laughs> like I was waiting for <laughs> yeah, what, remember what, what, cops, what? the robot, the oh, cop the robot. thing from the future, oh, or the, RoboCop yeah. the ca- cartoon. Ro- it, this it was, was a RoboCop this was cartoon. Bugs Bunny, right? Coming the alive. cops. You're, I think it was Bugs. Yeah, yeah. it was Bugs like, Bunny. <laughs> So Bugs Bunny, the officer uh, in the hat, and he takes little Michael on a trip in his brain, which is kind of trippy. And I'm thinking to myself, great. Like, like, I does this kid try DMT? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, did they just do LSD? Like, they jumped above and beyond. Like, yeah, don't do crack, do LSD. Nine, nine. <laughs> 
I don't know about you guys, but I want to go on that theme park ride. <laughs> I do too. We were I'm talking about this. I was oh, like, yeah. Is it the Dungeons and Dragons yeah. one? Yes. Because I was like, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah. They could have brought in all of that oh. stuff. But I have Dungeon Master be like, no, Michael, it's not real. It's a freak out hell pass ride. <laughs> But it totally oh looked God. like the yeah. the amusement yeah. ride with the scary mouth. But I also creeped out when Miss Piggy's like, "Oh yeah, when you get off this ride, we're gonna go on the Tunnel of Love." I'm like, "Ooh, Kermit's really on Kermit the Tunnel of Love." I'm like, "Wait!" And it's now occurring to me, like all of these, like I always reference that as like the romantic thing they take in amusement park. I'm like, "Tunnel of Love" sounds like the most sexual and creepy. Like, "Oh, we're gonna go on this ride." I'm like. Okay, so those kind of lines like are the classic Kermit and Miss Piggy thing. Yeah, yeah. seeing those lines yeah, between them this, when it's the Muppet Babies, babies? is yeah, like, it's like when it's really I was, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, that I was, was like, a little disturbing um, on my end. Yeah, a little disturbing. <laughs> there are two. What the yeah, fuck is yeah. going on? Mm. I'm glad. I'm glad it wasn't just me. Then yeah, so I was, I was like, like, this is minute. like unsettling. And I was like, do you look at these? It's like you might want to change some of this dialogue. It just does not fit for toddler cartoon yeah. animals. But I mean, I guess if they're three or two in pig years, that's what, like 35? <laughs> Maybe it's different. <laughs> What's the conversion rate of frog years to pig years? <laughs> oh, he's like 90. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so any other major plot points we need to hit on in this? Um... Well, he does um, um, realize he has to stop taking drugs when he... Yeah, oh, yeah, the... he gets confronted by, he has his, like, it's almost like a, a Christmas story moment. Like, these these yeah. ghosts, yeah. these these cartoon spirits take him on a journey yeah. to his future and his past and his present. It, it really is. Yeah, it that, really that is, is kind of Holy a framing device. Like, all now of these things that, go yeah. back to, like, yeah. a Christmas story is, like, yeah. totally the thing that all of these things yeah. trope. Because they go back and it finds out, they go back two years ago yeah. and they explain... This is where, oh yeah, Bugs Bunny using the, the Doctor Who TARDIS, I think, to go through time uh, and like shows him. Oh, and the footage is in black and white. Like, yeah, the yeah. future's in black and white. white. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> uh. So nobody felt it was preachy. Nobody thought it was, they thought it was, you thought it was well done. I, you know, I thought it was a little patronizing to I some mean, degree, yeah. but yeah, it, it had it, to it be. Was, it was heavy-handed, but not as heavy-handed as I would expect for something like this at the time introduced by the Bushes. <laughs> right. Know? It's being targeted to children, and I feel like you do have to be heavy-handed with some of these things, but I also like that I, I think there were there was some positive things to take away that they show like what seemed to be a very n- middle-class, normal family, that the idea is that this can affect everyone. This isn't something like I think the negative thing in the the eighties with like the crack epidemic or the drug the war on drugs often really was kind of like the war on poor people mm-hmm. uh, in 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 communities that were more vulnerable mm-hmm. and it's like aggressive policing tactics yeah. and it's like um, some of these people are trying to scrape by and yeah. it's like huh you're not arresting the people that are enabling this process yeah. to begin with like who's buying it or who's you know making you know yeah. cocaine you know yeah. cocaine like they're getting away with a slap on the wrist yeah. we're just invading people, central america yeah. cocaine in that way as well. Ex- exactly and it's just like you know you look at the news at this you know in the 80s and it's like the criminal you know higher fines and jail times with crack versus cocaine and so here in this in this cartoon you're showing white middle class family and it's like hey drugs are something that can affect everyone 
and we're going to show that it's not just this thing that affects people on the news that are in a different like this might be in your this might be your brother your sister um which i think that's that's good is like try to find a way to make that you know showing people that that, that this is something that's not just certain communities that that people can kind of shrug off and ignore I did like the fact that they at least tried to normalize the the situation instead of going way overboard. Although I, I do feel like when the the kid said, "Oh, I, I gotta I, I gotta stop doing drugs," I, I enjoyed that part when that Michael was hilarious. said, "He comes back and he's like totally getting the hint after he's been bombarded by all of these cartoon characters telling him not to do drugs." And it's like you come back and you see it, and you're like. Yeah, because maybe this is shit you do see when you're stoned out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, or all these cartoon all characters these like a trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And some of it's positive, and then some of it is a negative trip. We're on the freak out hell by hell bus uh, roller coaster. The, yeah, and, and at the end, like the it is the, a nice br- little ending. Br- bringing family into it, and like he talks with his sister, and then they're like. Let's go tell our parents about this. Again. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen to the to to Michael? What do you think happened? Oh, I I'm sure say. he's getting his ass beat. His dad seems like he's got a drinking problem, so, and he's got so a that's he's got an abusive dad. He's got an abusive dad stash. He looks like no, no. He, <laughs> he you said it. I thought it. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like Cats in the Cradle is going to play by Jim <laughs> when Cat Stevens when he comes in and he's like, "Well, I've been drinking," Eric and it's like, "Oh, I stole your beers," and then the dad's going to be like. Oh my god, I gotta... I mean, it's implied the parents are pretty inattentive. Like, the mother yeah. goes to the little girl, Corey, who must be, what, <coughs> six, five, six years old? Maybe, yeah, around there. that age. And it's like, have you noticed anything going on with your brother? I think something up, but I can't figure out what it is. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is kind of cool, because it's like, oh yeah, we we need to pay attention. Like, yeah. we talk about, like, trauma being the root of substance abuse, but trauma enabled by, like, indifference or ignoring or just like somebody's not around and like that's when that stuff yeah. can happen and so i think I, this is a thing that goes back to i think they did at the beginning and i really liked about it you know people can say what they will about the bushes but having them say hey watch this it's important watch it with your family and talk to your parents i'm like that's actually a pretty healthy thing for kids to hear is like yeah say no to drugs this stuff can be bad it will hurt you it will also hurt people around you but also like talk to people around you and I think that's the and thing. The right people. And oh, the, the right, right people mm. is a big part the big of this. Thing. And I think that's the thing. Like we can all joke about some of these like messages that we get as a kid. But like, mm. if we get bombarded with the thing that like question things, talk as you get older, yeah. you can make your own decision. You could be like, you know what, a little alcohol, okay, uh, or you know, a little marijuana, not not so bad. Crack. A little bit? No, not good. You know, heroin, not good. You know, yeah. like you, you, you learn. So I think it's like I think it's a good, healthy thing that they're just like kids don't do this, and talk to your family yeah. and parents. More importantly, no. it's like parents should watch this too and be like, hey, look for this shit. And right. It's like it's like a very healthy thing that I think parents will be like, oh yeah, I notice my teenagers in his room a lot. Like yeah, teenagers do that, but it's also like, do you notice them? Like disappearing? Do you notice money disappearing from your house? A couple of your beers. You didn't watch the game last night. You know something might be happening. So yeah. I do think that this is one of those things yeah. where 
we go back and we're like, oh yeah, actually they did do a pretty good, pretty good job with this. Like some of the characters that came into this show were on shows that were on concurrently on Saturday yes. mornings. That's... I had to pick one or another. I could, yeah. I could take this out and like, oh, <laughs> Elf and the Muppet Babies How are in cool. the same. Why not? Your favorite I can see them both place. at once. Yeah. Uh, so any, I, I mean, I, I think we've done a pretty good job of summarizing here and like. That was the only I, I, drug special they had at the video store besides uh, the, the, the Flintstones with Michael Jackson. Uh, I think the other that, one they had was heavy metal. That was like, actually, go do drugs, kids. What, the decline <laughs> of Western civilization part two? So, but I, I can't picture anything else like this aside from, which I think we'll have to get to at oh, some point and have actually, much more measured conversation with. There is one that goes with this that I really liked but doesn't have the whole Avengers feel. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? It's a two-part episode. G.I. Joe, yes. they do a one where they go, it's it's kind of cool. It's like they go after the cartels. Oh, and no. They team up with Cobra. And I like, oh, I, wow. like I think these cartoons are cool because they show all these team ups, right? Like there's yeah. people that don't get along in this and it's like more comical, but it's not as extreme. But in G.I. Joe, literally Joe and Cobra team forces and they, and they storm. And it's like some drug that's made up, but it's like kind of right. implied that it's like cocaine or crack. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That that's they, interesting. Because they show that like people, like somebody in their team gets affected by it and somebody from Cobra gets yeah. affected by it. And they're like, we need to join forces because these guys are powerful and they've got money. And I'm like, cartels too. I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. And I mean, that's a show that, you know. Everybody really, loved and watched. Well, and was big on like messaging those little yeah. those little segments that have since been parody. Oh, the, the, but, the but, PSA like, things. The more you know, knowing's half the battle, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that, you know, that candy bar might taste really good, but hey, if I'm going to play a whole basketball game, I might be better off with that apple. Yeah. <laughs> Things that stay with you. Especially if the uh, the bar has cocaine in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to make you feel real good, but you're going to be on a freak out hell vice. Mm. Uh, so we're going to have to visit next the uh, the other, uh, it's going to be harder to talk around, but the other special I proposed to you guys, the uh, Strong Kids, Safe Kids, uh, yes. where, where Henry Winkler and the Fonz appear as separate characters. And yep. you, have, <laughs> you have a number of cartoon character hey, cameos. and eat po your veggies. Po possibly yeah. the greatest this musical number I've ever seen. Oh my god. But, uh, Henry Winkler proving that Henry Winkler in real life is possibly cooler and better than the yeah. actual Fonz. Actually, and I've met awesome him. Dude, that guy you, you've met Henry Winkler? I've met Henry Winkler. Really? So I was an extra on a film Here Comes the Boom. It had Kevin oh, James. Oh yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, they told us, the, the casting people said not to talk to these stars, but a bunch of people went up to Henry and of just course, shook his hands. Henry Winkler. Uh, and he was actually really nice. Yeah. He's wicked short. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's really nice. And um, yeah, speaking of America's grandfather at this point. Oh now, my God, that oh. guy. Well, yeah, they should get him. He should redo that special and get like celebrities. If you're listening, Netflix, this is your billion dollar idea. Oh. Mm -mm. Um, so I guess. We can make our way into the serial now, unless you guys have any other final. Thoughts. Or did you want to do the, uh, the 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 song, or did you want to review that, or did you? Oh. We can just play it out I mean, for our I mean, listeners. I mean, I mean, I feel Maybe like we could we, tag that in at yeah, the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, let's, just let's play drop it. it in the end. I, I think we've got we've touched upon <laughs> like people make mess, their own good decisions. messaging in it, yeah. awful sounding, awful like, sounding, some songs. real talent behind creating it. So but. you know, pretty balanced overall. Good message. Awesome slew, the Avengers of cartoons. Yeah, does have some downside. A forgettable song. Maybe that's why there's one in that. <laughs> oh man. Um...
Um, all right, so let's uh, let's pause Fire for a minute cereal. and then no, okay. uh, let me get the bowls, this. not those bowls, cereal <laughs> yeah. bowls. I'm uh, I'm either really excited or really dreading this cereal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. from the many faces of Ronald McDonald Children's Charities. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. And nothing else would do. You know, love. I see it. We are back, folks. And we got our Sour Patch Kids cereal to try with a little bit of coconut milk for the three of us. This is one I'd been like, as I kind of alluded to, like looking forward to and dreading for a while. I mean, I I think the creation of this made the news. Uh, We've seen like Post specifically as a cereal company has started churning out a lot of like cereals flavored like other products like they're the originators of oreos but kind of like ran with it after that and recently especially in walmart's i've seen them popping up but you get your nutter butter cereals your chips ahoy cereals your nilla wafer cereals i think they even do some of the like morning morning breakfast foods i've seen the uh powdered donuts in cereal form yeah but this, this is, I think, is like the most extreme. This is wild because I just took a whiff, and it smells like the candy. Yeah, it smells yeah. like. I it expect this to taste the decent. Bee, like what is it? Gelatin. Whoa. The... Yeah, it's somewhere between the smell of like Sour Patch Kids, Sour Patch Kids, and maybe like a little Fruit Loopy smell to it. Mm. I look at them and they look like they'd be Fruit Loops, and I'm wondering if they're like a citrus, like a sour Fruit Loop. They smell. But oh, they're not weird. sour. That's weird. It's yeah. a weird smell, but not a bad taste. Just just let them sit on your tongue a second before chewing. The sourness is, there's like a little bit of, oh, that's weird. You know what it almost tastes like? It's not. I'm not going to say bad. You might not like it. I love Sour Patch Kids. This is making me think. Oh, now it's a sour. I'm sorry. Yeah, Go if on. you let it linger on your tongue, you can taste yeah. it a little bit. They do, like they're clearly, they must be made out of the Fruit Loop. Like yeah. the Fruit Loop is the base, yeah. Or, and I think uh, they just poured, like whatever that. What is that? It's that salt. Whatever the sour. It's, is it? Is it citrus salt? That's mm-hmm. like the the thing that they put on uh, Sour Patch Kids. The, the powder that I drink out of the bottom yeah, of the right. bag when. Oh <laughs> yeah, I think it's it, I think it's salt that's made out of like citrus fruit or something. Oh, citrus. But I feel like they made that maybe into some sort of like, like they frosted a Fruit oh. Loop with that. But it, this it, is it, weird. It's interesting because it almost tastes like if you had Fruit Loops, if yeah. you drank them, if you if you put orange juice in instead of milk. That's that's a good yeah. analogy. So I think we made it's a good observation. I think we made it. a great inadvertent decision here in that uh, Dave had coconut milk. Yeah, I think dairy and sour would be absolutely repulsive. Oh yeah. my god! But but coconut with 
uh, like a sour, like fruity taste to it. Those are tastes that are kind of meant to go together yeah, in a I way. Feel like like they, I, it I doesn't. Think, yeah, I like think it the doesn't coconut have, milk kind of it gives helps you, it. It gives you the good like liquidness that you need for a cereal. Holds like, a flavor. It's a good. It I keeps wonder, it tropical. Or something. Yeah, it keeps it. Yeah, it, totally, it does it taste kind of nice tropical, tropical right? like tropical Fruit Loops. But you know, actually, coconut milk might be a good neutral thing to try cereals with. Yeah, because I know Dave can't. Uh, well, I'm a vegan, as a everybody is known. Anybody vegan. who listens to this podcast knows. But uh, I'm also a fan of coconut milk. I think it's good. Um, but I think it's it something good. that's good that you can have it because I think there's certain cereals you definitely cannot have. Like this, I don't. I feel like this would not go well with milk, like you just yeah. said, because it would be, be like, oh, I poured orange juice in right. my milk, or yeah, we would taste like the milk had gone bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, I'm just trying to think, like, are there cocktails that you make? Maybe there's some cocktails that you you make, like a, I don't know, like a Malibu, something in orange juice. I'm trying yeah. to think if there's any punches, but even yeah. those, you're like, yeah, you you don't really mix dairy with no with with fruit juice. It doesn't go well. But this, I think, this. I'm it's glad weird it doesn't. How much this smells yeah. like the candy? Yeah, like I might have this as a cocktail. Yeah. Uh, so Dave, I'm surprised they haven't come out with that yet. Yeah. So you, um, mm-hmm. you know, b- b- prior to this podcast, or you know, always a dry cereal person. Uh, we've talked in the past about like I would bring like dry cereal and like. My mom's very impressed that I'm doing stuff, this. Yeah. So, um, do you think this would work as like, like in a little baggie as a snack dry? Like I, I can see this as I like, can see it. Yeah, maybe as an alternative to Sour Patch Kids, like sitting in a movie theater instead yeah. of candy. This is I wonder. Like, like, like this, this. I don't think like, I would sneak this in though. <laughs> I mean, you'd be embarrassed. This or, looks like or, you'd be sneaking in drugs. Like they're like Sour Patch Kids, but they're tinier. They look like if you ter- if you turn Sour Patch Kids into vitamins but not vitamins like these look like they, this would be a rave drug in the 90s that yeah. kids would refer to as yeah. sour patch kids yeah that were clearly just ecstasy <laughs> yeah these are some bright and unnatural colors yeah bright sure. unnatural i'll tell you what will be interesting is when the three of us a couple hours from now go take a shit or pee <laughs> and, our, and our shit glows uh, in the dark a rainbow shit a rainbow shit but like a it'll be like a care bear stare coming out of our asshole <laughs> 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 oh god um not speaking a, of it's not as good. yeah no this is actually pretty good i i will never buy another box of it and probably won't finish <laughs> this one but like i might finish the bowl <laughs> and that's saying something i'm finishing this bowl this is this is becoming surprisingly i think i think the trick is you can't hold it and you're still in your mouth if you, if you let it so yeah that's tongue. what i'm wondering I'll, I'll, the I'm, sour I'm gonna, is weird i'm gonna take a, t- a taste test and just let it linger just as like, i listen to you yeah. guys Quickly eating it versus just letting it sit on your tongue for just a couple seconds. I think letting it sit is a very different experience. It's a poor decision. Yeah. But Ooh. I really feel like it's that texture. If you let it sit a little and you're chewing it, it makes me think if you somehow put orange juice in with a cereal. Because I think we've all done that as a kid. Like, oh. So, so here's the thing. Like, uh, in the past with... Um, with like fruit flavored cereals or fruity candies or whatever. You know, each different color is meant to represent like a different fruit or whatever. 
Uh, though not necessarily are these real fruits differently there's no implication on any of these what these different colors are flavor wise (laughs) and i i mean i I think that's good to own up to it because like all tricks taste the same and they're made like shaped and colored like different fruits and there's no difference in taste between those i thought i forgot about tricks i guess yeah i feel like they just kind of owned it here yeah are those also by post I think Post just did every cereal, right? Post uh, tricks. They are... did, these guys definitely did Fruit Loops, right? Post Fruit Loops. Uh, hold on. Tricks General Mills. Tricks is General Mills. Because uh, that's the other Fruit thing. Loops. Like each giant conglomerate finds a way to have their their own cereal that's like the other cereal, but like not copyrighted. Like, oh, we'll do things like a, a an O, or yeah, we'll fr- make fr- Fruit Loops or Kellogg's. Yeah, Fruit oh. Loops or Kellogg's. Uh, yeah, General Mills was Tricks. And oh, post. was post Apple Jacks? I believe. N- nope. Mm-hmm. Apple Jacks, I believe, were Kellogg's. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, what was I going to say? So, what cereal did we do uh, the first episode you were on along with? Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs. Right. So, I mean, we, we touched on um, it there. Like, those were. That kicks and tricks are just like the same orbs. Just, they are, aren't they? They're made by the same company, yeah. but they just cocoed yeah. one out yeah. and then <laughs> neoned another. <laughs> neoned another. Yeah. Uh, don't mind me this, going this will in for be another bite. When we, if we let this steep a little bit longer, as I as I set up, what's going to happen later? Yeah, I was going to ask today. about the milk. How's everybody's? Uh, uh, is it turning color? Is it turning? Uh, I didn't put much in here, and it's absorbed its way into the cereal itself. I have none left at the bottom of my bowl. They're they're holding up really yeah, well. That, coconut milk goes great, not that's, only because it's coconut, but it's it goes with the tropical vibe yeah. for what this uh, yeah, feels like. like I'm getting in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like these things. I feel like this amount of time with any other cereal, like the cereal becomes mush or disintegrates. These actually hold up pretty well. They're almost like those little. Uh, you remember those sponge pellets you drop in water that would like turn into dinosaurs or That's whatever? That's what they look like. That's wow, what these look yeah. like. They look like the capsules. Wow. Mine never they actually like turned into a dinosaur. Yeah. Mine never did. It, I mean, it was a ripoff. <laughs> but. Wow, yeah. That's totally what they remind me of. I've been trying to place it. There's, there's something familiar about these. I like these. They're a little porous. So they do pull the milk in, but they've got some really good crunch. Oh, they are meant to be shaped like the actual Sour Patch Kids candies. Yeah. I was yeah. not putting that together. They're yeah, they're like definitely them. like the right, Sour yeah. Patch Kids, but they're just shrunken down. Spiky hair. So whatever they're making these out of, it's good, firm. I, oh, you know what? Maybe it's like a Rice Krispie. Maybe that, that seems like a, where it's a little firmer, tougher. Let's see. All right, let's Wait, walk through. It, sugar, it, sugar. Corn flour, wheat flour, whole grain oat flour, hydrogenated vegetable oreo, oil, corn syrup, citric acid, salt, sodium citrate. That must be citric the... Citric Yes, yeah, sodium citrate. Yeah. Sodium citric acid is, is, is the salt that they Canola make. oil, calcium, a million different colorings, yeah. and then some, and some added vitamins, because, yeah. Why not? Hey, listen, it does, it is, it, it is like a Rice Krispie. Listen to it, you can hear it, you can hear it pop a little. All right, let me... And then put the microphone Let me take a gander. Can you get that? You can hear a little bit of the... Oh, yeah, there is a faint... There's pop. a little faint pop. In My microphone's there. just picking up cars from outside. <laughs> so, guys, uh, Kevin, do you have a pen handy by any chance? I do. Hold on one second, yeah. let me, let me... 
So, yeah, if you don't mind grabbing it, I'll explain why <laughs> and what I'm going to do here. So, I, you know, every box of cereal is where I'm all it over. I turn and look at the back. And this one, you know, normally they're pretty descriptive of the cereal, but I think Sour Patch Kids cereal sort of explains itself. Sour then sweet is the only line on it. But the back here, we've got a uh, unbranded uh, Mad Lib sitting on the box <laughs> a, titled A Sour Then Sweet Tale. See what story you create when you fill in the blanks. Just grab a pen and add your sour, then sweet. Kind of like Cards Against Humanity, yeah, almost. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking I walk you guys through this, and uh, we see what kind of sour patch story yeah, we end up with. If you don't mind, it's perfect. Okay. All right. So, uh, g- give me an adjective. Booger. <laughs> that's yeah, a that's noun. a noun, Dave. Okay. Boogery. Okay, boogery. A place. Your mom's house. Okay, your mom's house. Um. <laughs> Give me a time, n- numerical, some sort of number. Eight o'clock? Eight o'clock. A.M. A.M. And a noun. Want booger for that one? <laughs> sure. Booger it is. Adjective. Bright. One more noun. Uh, Dog. Adjective. Smart. I'm a teacher. I'm supposed to know this stuff. (laughs) Verb. Like an action. Bittersweet. Oh, wait. Verb. Oh, no. Verb. Oh, I was thinking verb. Somebody missed the message of the anti-drug special. Verb, not the verb. Um, jump. Oh, speaking of which, not to interrupt, verb was another anti-drug P- PSA from the CDC. Anybody remember that from the early 2000s? No. Verb. It's what you do. Oh, oh yes. yeah, to be wow, active yeah. instead of, yeah, no, that was a good one. All right, so our next noun is going to be the CDC. Guys. Uh, and adjective is, um, <coughs> let's go imbibe. No, that's a What verb. is it? See, <laughs> Eat. Uh, give me an adjective. Uh, shiny. Yeah, I like this. The story is really shaping up, guys. Oh, I keep. I, I, should, I should think of something else. Sorry, I was like, there, there, there are only are three left. So, okay. right. uh, give me another verb, action. Uh, walking. Oh, walking. walking. Yeah, just keep it simple. Walking. Mm-hmm. One more adjective and then a number. Smelly. And a number. Uh, a billion. <laughs> okay, so here's our sour than sweet tale. You wake up in a booger your mom's house at eight in the morning and get up accidentally trip over your booger. That's true. <laughs> but you find your footing when you hold a bright dog. It's going to be a smart day. You <laughs> jump downstairs to the kitchen because it's time for the most important meal of the day. Breakfast. Duh. Get your Center for Disease Control bowl and a <laughs> spoon. All the proper equipment as you put your shiny Sour Patch Kids cereal 
It's walking all over the kitchen floor and turns into a smelly mess. <laughs> this is accurate. Lucky 69 of the Sour Patch Kids still made it into the bowl. Wahoo, it's going to be a sweet day. Yay! That was, that was not nearly as funny as I remember this being as a kid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, pretty who, damn accurate. Yeah. That, that, oh, yeah. Did something See? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, I'm not seeing a lot of color change into the milk, but um, <laughs> that's... it does it does definitely have that citric. So, so that's something citric like, acid. You guys yeah. were talking about um, cereal milk still holds flavored, up flavored beverages and stuff. Yeah. Uh, if the sourness leaked into milk here, that like I feel like that's a cereal milk I am not gonna drink out of the bowl. Yeah, like, I, although even with, with this, this like, milk. yeah, because I feel like. It's. It, I'm. I'm trying to like. I. I'm, I found like a dumb scientist. I'm trying to isolate the milk from the cereal. <laughs> uh, I do taste it a little bit. You know what? It's. It's. It's not. It's not bad. It. It. It's making me think of. It's making me think of like cocktail drinks. Like uh Oh. I think this tastes a little bit like a pina colada. The, the 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 like yeah citrusy yep. to it yep that right um so like I, I i mean we beat around the bush here but i think i think we've come to all come to the same conclusion here the mm-hmm. this needs rum right yeah i think this <laughs> would be a, like throw a little rum in the bowl <laughs> this this should be your your honeymoon in hawaii this is how you have breakfast because you got to be drinking and partying. The this whole is time some Jimmy Buffett shit right here. Jimmy, this is Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett breakfast. This is the Margaritaville way to start your day. Have a bit of coconut milk, a little bit of Malibu rum. You know, maybe season it with some dark, dark rum if you if you if you're fancy. And uh, Sour Patch Kids cereal. Ugh. Can you guys see this lasting? Like Oreo O's. Have kind of came and went and been around for a while. Like mm-hmm. personally, like there's no way this lasts more than a year or two, right? Like might come back as a novelty again yeah. down the line. Like, yeah, no, which is, people I just, aren't going to keep buying. This. They're going to buy this, a box once and taste I, it. I feel like I see this and I, I immediately am like, no. But trying it, I was pleasantly surprised by it. It's a, it's not a bad cereal, but like just looking at that box, I'm just like, Ugh. it yeah. just makes me think of. Oh, I love Sour Patch Kids. Let me have an entire bowl of them at yeah. game night. And then I'm just like, that is too much sour. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah what's next? Swedish fish uh, cereal? I'm surprised they I, haven't come I, up with I that. I feel like there might be. I feel there. like Hold this on, should I'm, exist already. I'm, and maybe that will be another Frosted Side I'm hopping on my extra. phone right now. Let's yes, see, let's and see you if, have to I bet it that. would have been Post that made it, too. Well, for my review, I would say that I was really surprised at how tropical it tastes. Pour some rum... Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you can and, definitely uh, have it the proper way tonight. And, especially in downtown Salem, you can uh, you can hit up one of the uh, fine adult drinking establishments, and you can just ask the bartender, "Give me a sour patch rum." I feel like yeah, this should be this a should sour be patch a culotta. A drink that you get at a bar yeah. because yeah, it's like perfect for blend. Just pour this and then blend it with something. Yeah, <laughs> like this would be so good. Just coconut milk, maybe Malibu rum. And uh, I don't know. I think it's got to be any type of drink that you would have that's got that like tropical mixes into something that you yeah. would like a tiki. 
Like this, mm. this should be like if you get a zombie at some place, they sprinkle it some of these in there. I got okay. a feeling okay. that guy Fieri is going to steal this recipe if oh. he's listening right now. So you know whether they, you you crush it up into a powder and use it on the rim of a beverage like, a, like right a exactly kind of like with the pumpkin spice yeah. every yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, that is a genius. Like a tropical be- beverage with crushed sour patch. Like a sour, like a sour bowl. Uh, what you call it, like the the scorpion bowl thing, or like those tiki drinks. Yeah. Because if you were to do it with the the gummies, it won't work. No. And like they would either crumble or they fall apart. But something like this would actually would oh that would that would probably taste really good. Yeah, I'd have it. Uh, I, I may attempt to make it. I'm surprised <laughs> that there isn't if, uh, something if like he's that already. Aaron Butler. Um, you've got you've got you've got a challenge because he's the person that I think was he the one that was benched by Bill Belichick in in the Super Bowl against the Eagles (laughs) (laughs) Aaron uh, Aaron Butler uh, our good friend uh, was a bartender at drink for years and uh, over at uh, Russell House Tavern he's been all over He's now down in, uh, I think he's in South Carolina. I always confuse my, th- my Carolinas. You get Charleston mixed up with Charlestown. I do, I do. Uh, and it's really embarrassing when I buy a ticket to Charlestown, meaning to go to Charleston. Um, Both are historical cities, on, but on, yes. On holidays. But uh, Aaron is uh, one of my favorite bartenders, and he can, he, like his, he's, he's like the Donatello of drinkery. Like he is the scientist for I getting I think we're going to need to have you mail him a box of this. And be like, we, come should. Up we should. We should. <laughs> we think it needs to involve like we, Oh my God. We should do something like that yeah. for the episodes is like reach out to Aaron and find a way. Can you make, can you make a drink <laughs> that goes for this cereal? Well, and we should reach out to Kate I, Holichuk. I would follow up. Oh. Over at Ledger, who's my friend who makes the awesome donuts that they do. She's their new pastry chef. And oh, she really? does all of their desserts. And she is like, she is amazing when it comes to dessert stuff. Like if you saw, I posted, um, she made uh, for a wedding, they wanted to do, they're big on Disney stuff. So she made a dessert for their wedding that was Mickey Mouse donuts. So she oh. used the donut holes that you remove from a donut and turned them into the ears for the donut. Oh, that's, oh, that's really one cool. looked like Mickey Mouse. And then one was, um, you ever go and have the Dole Whips? Yes. Oh God, the Dole. She made a Dole whip, a pineapple Dole whip donut. It was insane, and it had like a chunk of pineapple on top of it, and it tasted, it just tasted like the Dole whips, which are my. I was like, my brother was talking. I was like, what's the big deal? And then I had one. Then I immediately had like four (laughs) when we were there. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, the the Dole whips you think of is Disney park specific. Uh, I thought they were. There are uh, some ice cream places Ooh, that I would imagine are, that there would be some that have soft serve machines that no get way. that dough with pineapple. I thought stuff. Disney had that shit and on lockdown. There's kind no. of a there's kind of a sketchy looking one. I probably shouldn't say it, but uh, over on uh, Revere Beach, and I've been meaning to make the trek over there. But there's Riviere? There's a place in Revere Beach oh, that Riviere. has Ooh. We better not name them because yeah. we don't want Disney to shut yeah, it down. Right. But we so, can, we will, so we'll if people, I, I think if people DM you, yeah. if people, if fans yeah. DM you. Well, Dave's a copyright people. lawyer, so he should oh, yeah, know better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not making them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if people want to know, DM, where can they find us? On Facebook and Twitter, where should we do yeah, a fr- shout Yeah, Frosted Pod, basically, everywhere. Uh, and we're back, guys. social media platforms. And yeah, I, we promise to be more active now. Uh, uh, and now that things in our lives have settled down dave knows that he can never get well he can get back to some normal sleep pattern but 
for I, me, uh, it's... Seven, seven hours straight last night. Lucy was wow. out from... Um, Bab- well, Jess went to bed with her a little after, but she was out from basically like 11, 11, 30, <laughs> like 7 o'clock today. It was really something. Oh, my God. Yeah. That must feel like, well, well, I got like a full day of sleep. Yeah, it, it had been a while. Like, the... <laughs> but you're with the little Lucy even when you do work from home, and you do kind of work from home a lot, it seems. No, um, no it's, it's only whenever she's got like an appointment or something, I have the capability of doing it. Yeah. I try and stretch them out as infrequently as possible but having that option is great that's for sure um so kevin any anything coming up uh any projects wise projects how about i killed draculas what's the latest Uh, with that yeah that's going to be kind of my winter project things got put on the back burner with the move and everything but um matt ferrara doing a shout out for him uh he did all the music which i think you've heard the soundtrack but i don't know if you've heard the other tracks matt went ahead and basically, we have like a super album that's out there. You can find it at Matt Ferrara on Bandcamp. I'll put the link yeah, on absolutely. the Frosted side. But from our conversations, if you listen to it, it kind of maps out where the story will go. Everything oh, from awesome. like, you know, one of the tracks is literally called Kevin Gets Three Amigo, which is the plot of <laughs> I like that me title. coming to Salem and finding out that I was, you know, the premise of the story is I am an idiot comedian with a, a, a love of horror and I have like a little show and I come up to Salem thinking I'm getting invited to uh, some sort of convention because people reaching out about vampires and I come here and I arrive and I find out the person that recruited me thought I was a vampire hunter because of the name of my podcast. <laughs> and then I find That's out good. two things. One, vampires are real. And two, they know that I think, or uh, so the, the story follows me like Ash quickly trying to find a way to become a vampire hunter uh, and hence being three amigos. So there's a track that Matt, when we were talking about it, is like, I, I, I've made uh, I've, a lot of our conversations. Uh, Matt's been a, 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 he's a really good friend of mine and, and a frequent now collaborator. So a lot of the music, you can listen to it and it, it will tease and hint uh, what's coming oh, up. Like, and I've heard the music. You've played it for me yeah, actually yeah. last so year liked, when I was up here. If you like the main theme, there's now, I think, like 16 or 17 tracks. Oh, wow. Nice. So you can listen to that and that previews. It's almost like an audio summary of where I want this to go because I feel like the, the Matt it, Matt is an amazing musician and... Uh, really just got a sense for like when I, I, I like to when I work with things I just I feel like it's coming from the improv background I like sounding boards and I really work with people so he's really helped me shape a lot of like the tone and the feel for what I want the podcast to be and that's the thing that's just really exciting like as you guys know you know with podcasting I think of this it's like oh it has to be this idea and I write and then I shoot and edit and all yeah. this big thing and it's like oh it's theater of the mind like the music can really transport you to this yeah. this fun world so that's a thing that um that's kind of the big thing that i'm hoping to you know release a couple episodes this winter and uh matt and i are working on a sketch comedy group called the marketeers where we're you know if you've seen me post about my silly stupid um fake products and fake commercials <laughs> yep. that i do online <laughs> yeah. hey, we have uh, just people thing. people reach out they're like you should you know do something with this and i was like i really want to do some of these things like actual fake commercials and it's like yeah. i miss doing improv and i miss doing sketch so i yeah. talked to matt and i was like what if we did something like you know some of our other collaborations but like what if we put this into a sketch show oh, so we're trying funny. to do something that's a mix of like improv and sketch and the idea is you come to the show and we treat it like 
your uh, executives or um, brands, and that we're pitching. Oh, you, fun! We're nice. pitching you this show. So it's 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 a little it's 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 a little it's not a little it's very weird. Um, but we're both very like a sh- Shark Tank element yes. too, where there's a yeah. So it's like. It, it, that's like the beginning of the show when you come in and then we we diverge into you know sketch comedy so it's very much like Mr. Show yeah and but the idea is like things that we liked about Mr. Show is that it uses things that are like the Herald element where things will the transitions right. yeah yeah so I really like the idea of like you come to the show we treat it like we're actual marketeers that's our name of our company and you know our theme is constantly it's not selling out it's buying in nice and, uh, you know this, this sounds like you work films too like yeah if you that's what i want to do and, yeah. and i want to do like my biggest inspiration in comedy was and still is the walsh brothers and oh, wow. the great and secret show was always the most fun thing to go and see and just like how you could just do so much with character bits sketches and stand-up and i miss them i miss them a lot they're wonderful and i miss a show like that and i think are they do they come back at some point uh dave is back oh chris is still in la dave is in dave is in the south shore with his family okay um but uh so you know and i think they might be doing hopefully it'd be cool if they did a like a reunion yeah. show. Uh, like I only a, went to a handful of those, but those were yeah, some, those were so fun. The fun things that they would too. do at the at the comedy studio around Christmas time, yep. since they'd be in town. Yeah. I would love to see them do like a reunion show. And I've never seen them live before, but oh I've heard God. amazing things. Their stuff is awesome. Like the videos and stuff that they had online, especially stuff they did with uh, Comedy Central shorts. But like their live shows. They're just so fun and unpredictable. It was like a, it felt like a precursor to a style of comedy I didn't see popping up on recorded anywhere until a couple right. of years later. Yeah, like, and then it, like, I really feel like the stuff that like alternative comedy that people rave about now or Adult Swim. I feel like they were the that pioneers. That yeah, Tim, Tim and Eric. Like, oh my god! Kind of, yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, okay. And yeah. I love those. I've seen this sort of thing before. Yeah, but I'm like, I feel like the Walshes did it in such a fun and smart way, and and just crazy shit. So it's like, I miss stuff like that. And sometimes I just I feel like, oh, if there's something I miss and it's not around, well, why not try to do something in that yeah. day? Like when sure. I was doing Geek Comedy Night, that was a lot of my inspiration with having like different theme shows each month. Those so were fun. Um, yeah. and uh, another podcast that I've worked with, uh, we haven't announced, but we're still we're hoping to uh, get this year uh, a season three. I won't name that episode because oh, oh. I kind won't of a name teaser. that show yeah. because I don't want people to get too excited. Um, and we also said we didn't want to like too much out until we were ready. But You're going to leave people dangling with the yeah. carrot. Yeah, yeah. So that podcast that uh, I am a part yeah. of that we all love is still working, mm-hmm. um, but I won't say in an official announcement until we have things ready to Very go cool. up. Very cool. Nice. So uh, I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, thanks again, and uh, I pray our stomachs all survive a Sour Patch yeah. Kids cereal. If not, we can go get a bunch of gin at Deacon and, John. Uh, Who has to use the restroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Man, that uh, that cartoon was better than I thought it was. It was, be. It, it was. was, it was, it was, it was I was ready. To it. I, I rewatched it before you came over, and I was waiting to just like rip it apart. And like at the beginning, like there's certain things that are just like, oh, you can make fun of, but it's like overall, I'm like. The- 
Good job. It really was well put together, and I did like the Ronald McDonald Children's House, and I want to give a shout-out to my friend Courtney Tucker, who's listening in northwest Arkansas. She does a lot of great work with the Ronald McDonald House and uh, on the fundraising side, and she and everybody else at uh, the, the Children's House have done great work for children who have special needs and yeah. life-threatening uh, illnesses and debilitating uh yeah, yeah, disorders and so 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 what and so so on. And it's it's really great charity. We we shit on McDonald's because McDonald's makes us shit more often than we need to. But, but it really uh, is a positive out there, of. There are some things that they do that are very positive, <clears throat> and it's cool that they you know did something like this. And I think you know coming away from this, it's like, why don't we have something like this now? And why can't we get more brands working together in a positive way? And it, you know, fun or cheesy, but it's like, you know, I think we turned out okay. We had tons of cartoons and tons of sugary cereals, but yeah. at the same time, we did have a good... Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it would be cool to see, like, companies coming together doing something positive. Like, you know, we were talking about, like, we have a real crisis with opiates yeah. right now. And that's the scary thing about that is that stuff was getting swept aside and not getting the coverage it deserves. I feel like... Can you actually impact happened with things like this in the 80s and 90s because we addressed it. Sometimes we didn't address it properly, but yeah. I think this cartoon had some of their messaging right. Well, you also have to think that Purdue Pharmaceuticals would never push an anti-drug PSA. First off, it's very hypocritical. Second off, I can't picture Bayer or... <clears throat> Excuse me. Any of the big pharmaceutical, uh, Bristol Myers Squibb and Pfizer well, doing? Maybe they will. Maybe now. they should. Yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah, can't now, picture now, it right now. Now that these big class actions and whatnot are starting yeah. to happen, yeah. yeah, maybe that's a way maybe. they can be. Like, yeah. hey, they have these settlements, but let's do something that isn't just writing a check. You know, make that check an investment. Yeah. You yeah. can do and, something. I mean, even if that's part of the deal of the payoffs of these sort of things. Why not? Like, I think that's a great that way to like out there. get that messaging out there. Because I think when you put these things out there, it has a lasting impact. And, you know, money can be used properly, but it's like if we're going to find these companies for their negligence, let's do something that hopefully makes it a little bit lasting so it's not just like transactional, like, yeah, you got us, here's $50 million, and then we'll make a new, you know. I, I well, might be mistaken in saying this, but I believe that's where uh, some of the funding for those uh, – those anti-smoking commercials on there. I was just about to say Philip Morris. Yeah, Philip Morris. That was like, yeah. and those commercials hit home. Like, I still remember. Like, and you know, I was probably in my early twenties when this one come, came up. But the person, you know, packing the pack of cigarettes, batting into their hand, and like looking like a monkey, like looking ridiculous when they're doing so. They turn into a chimp, mm -hmm. and you know, even just those kind of like, hey, you look like an idiot while you're doing this sort of thing. So, yeah. I think it just requires continued discussion and. Uh, uh, more outreach and more reflection on on the part of leaders and just everybody in the community and yeah. uh, we can't shy away from it anymore as we get as we get a little serious <clears throat> with our serial today on the episode i think this might have been the most serious and profound episode we've done but it's <laughs> it stands to reason to you by yeah. the letter w I, and i, I did not woke. come into it expecting that no, yeah kind of, right. kind of the letter like, n for narcan yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> and with that we, we are out of time take care we're everybody. out of time Thanks have again. a good day all right <laughs> Don't <like me. laughs> 
Special thanks to our good friend, actor and comedian Kevin Harrington for helping us review the very special cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue right here on the Frosted Side. For my partner, Dave Lindquist, I'm Dave Morrison saying so long, Happy New Year. We'll see you back here on the Frosted Side. Take care, everyone. Children's Charities.